podcast. I am Jenna, lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. So this week I want to look a little bit into the Parsha, Parsha Shalach, and there's so much going on in the Torah now that I feel like we have to look at it a little bit because there's so much we can take out of it. And this is one of the things I love about the Torah is that, as we've spoken about many times, the Torah is embedded in reality. And so what we're reading about now has to do with the energy of the time we're in right now. So I always find no matter what I'm going through, that week's Parsha always speaks to me in some way. It's really awesome. So specifically, I want to look at what happened a little bit with the spies. The Jewish people now were in the desert and Hashem told them that they're going to be able to go into the land of Israel and conquer it and and settle it. And then everything kind of goes wrong (laughs) and they're not able to go in. So I want to look at what happens here and what we can take out of it. So Hashem tells the Jewish people that they can go into the lands of Israel after years of being in exile in Egypt and now in the desert. And the people were afraid because they were going to enter a new reality in Israel. See, in the desert, manna, that was the spiritual food that they ate, it fell from the sky. The clouds of glory protected them. They have Miriam's well. All of their physical needs were provided. And now that they were going to go into Israel, they were going to have to put in more heshtadlet, more physical effort for their own survival. And so the Jewish people approached Moses and asked if they could send spies to scout out the land. They wanted to see the best way to conquer it, make sure the land was even good enough for conquering, to wage war, which I find to be like such chutzpah. (laughs) It's like, how could they even say that if Hashem told them, this is the land I'm giving you and you're going to conquer it? Obviously, it's... is worth fighting for, but more about that, more about that after. So the Jewish people are afraid. They asked Moshe, can we send spies? And, and, and Moshe asked Hashem and Hashem says, send for yourself spies. And that, that phrase send for yourself is implying that this is not something Hashem wants necessarily or needs at all. He, he's doing it for the people. He's allowing the people to do it for themselves. If you really need it, okay, send the spies. So the Midrash tells us that the spies wanted to give a bad report from the get-go. And they wanted to look for bad things in the land so that they could report back and deter the people from wanting to conquer and go in. And why did they do this? Because basically they didn't want to give up their leadership positions. They were scared that once they went into the land, everything would change. There'd be a new social order and they would no longer be in power. We actually learned a bit about this in a podcast I did last year. I called it Developing a Good Eye. We spoke about how the spies had had a bad eye toward the land of Israel. And remember, the spies were leaders. They were each leaders of their respective tribes. So it's pretty wild that they went so far astray. (laughs) They made such a bad error in in this respect. So let's see what happened. So they go into the land. They come back. And they give a demoralizing report. They say, okay, the land is good. It does flow with milk and honey, but the people there are very strong. The cities are large and well fortified. And now Caleb and Joshua, two of the leaders who went in, two of the spies, they said, 
we can do it. They were trying to calm the people down. But the other 10 spies said, no, it cannot be done. The people there, the Canaanites, are stronger than we are. They're giants and we are grasshoppers. Basically, the people lost heart. They said, if only we had died in Egypt, let us choose a leader and go back. Hashem had told them, you're going to conquer the land. I'm giving this land to you. And then they cried and said they wanted to go back to Egypt, which was exile, which was the place that enslaved them for hundreds of years that killed their babies. They preferred that over going into the promised land that Hashem was going to give to them. It's insane. So Hashem said, you're crying tears now. And I think we've spoken about this on a previous podcast. He said, you're crying tears now. You're going to cry real tears on this day. And that day was the ninth of Av, Tisha B'Av, which is literally the greatest mourning day on the Jewish calendar where so many tragedies befell the Jewish people throughout history on this day. How could the people who saw Hashem split the sea, who took them out of Egypt, have failed so miserably? Hashem told them he was going to give them the land. Wasn't this all that they needed to know? Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, that's all points out that one of the things the spies reported was how tall the walls were surrounding the Canaanites' encampments. They described them as fortified and very large with walls up to the sky. And he points out, if the Jewish people had stopped and thought about it, they would realize that the Canaanites' large walls and tall walls were a sign that they were not so strong, but rather that they were a fearful people. But the point, he says, is that they weren't thinking logically. They were thinking with their emotions and specifically fear. One of my teachers, Rabbi Gartner, taught me that a foundational idea of Hasidus that was actually given over by the Baal Shem Tov to young students was there is nothing that we should fear except for Hashem. And fear is actually our ego afraid of giving itself over to our relationship with Hashem. He taught me that fear-based thoughts are coming from our ego. They're coming from our external self. They're not coming from our neshama, from the part of us that's intrinsically connected to Hashem. Rabbi Gartner taught me that so often we have a choice between fear or faith and that our fear-based thoughts are not based in reality. But our faith-based thoughts are thoughts of amuna are based on reality. They are true. And what's ironic is that our sages teach us that the land of Israel itself is a land of Amuna. Israel is Amuna. And so when the Torah teaches us that the land of Israel is a land that eats its inhabitants, it means that when we live in Eretz Israel, in the land of Israel, we become absorbed into the Amuna, into the faith that is embedded in this land, the faith in Hashem. So the Jewish people at the time had not yet entered the land of Israel. So they hadn't had this opportunity to connect to the land in this way. And our sages also teach us, I learned from Rabbi Gardner, that when there's something important and holy at stake, there will always be obstacles. And I think this is why the Torah teaches us that the land of Israel is always acquired through some sort of struggle. For years, my husband and I wanted to go to Israel, but my fear very simply was was preventing us. And the obstacles that we needed to conquer in order to get to Israel seemed so large, seemed literally up to the sky, like larger than anything I could scale, that for several years, we just, we would talk about it. And then we would just kind of hit a wall because I would say, no, there, there's too many things that are, it's too much. I can't do it. I was afraid. 
simply put, I was afraid of many things of, you know, navigating, putting my daughter in a, in a gun here, a school when I didn't know the language of navigating the medical system here. There were a lot of things that I felt were just insurmountable obstacles for many years. How many times do we let negative emotions affect our perception of reality? So often. And that's exactly what happened here with the Jewish people and with myself. When we put Hashem back into the picture, we can begin to see things clearly. In my example, I got to a point where I was able to not fully conquer my fear, but get to a point where I thought, if Hashem wants us to go, he's going to help us. And I decided to take those first steps, contacting somebody to help us find an apartment, contacting people about finding a school. And from there, I was trusting that Hashem would help guide me, but I had to take those first steps. And I found throughout this journey of coming to Israel this past year that Hashem really did guide me through each challenge. And all of those things that I felt like were insurmountable obstacles were really not so bad at all. And more than that, not only were all of these things doable, but I, I said to my husband recently, I really believe us coming here this year was one of the best things that we ever did. So Hashem was so upset with the Jewish people and their response to the spies' demoralizing report of Israel that he punished the generation and he said they had to wander for 40 more years in the desert and they would not merit to enter the lands of Israel because he wanted to make sure that that whole generation died out, except for Caleb and Joshua, Yeshua, who were the two spies that tried to give a positive report and tried to strengthen the people. But other than them, that entire generation died out in the desert and their children were the ones who were able to enter the land. So the Jewish people of that generation were unable to enter the lands of Israel because of their lack of faith, their lack of realization that they would be walking with Hashem. To live in the lands of Israel requires merit and it requires a certain level of faith because this is not a natural land. As I've spoken about in that podcast episode I did with my friend Cynthia, she just published a book, um, Miracles of Israel. This is truly a land of miracles and it's here more than anywhere else that we walk with Hashem. What does it mean to walk with Hashem? I think in this context of fear versus faith, it means that when we're feeling fear, we shine our light of consciousness on it. This is a tool that Rabbi Gartner taught me. We shine our light of consciousness on it and we direct it to awe of Hashem. And I know personally when I'm in situations where I'm really afraid, I say to myself, Ain old milvado. There's nothing other than him. Ain old milvado. There's nothing other than Hashem. So to sum up, when Hashem tells us that something is good for us, we have to believe that it is even if it feels scary or uncomfortable. The Jewish people weren't able to do this. Their fears overtook their faith that Hashem would help them conquer the lands of Israel. And so the majority of that generation didn't merit to enter the land. And we too often allow our own fears to taint our perception of reality. But through choosing faith over fear, we can merit to walk with Hashem on the path that is best for us. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.